Well, if the road to WrestleMania hadn't kicked off yet, let's kick it off right now. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron. I'm here with Mr. Two Chains. This is just going to be a two-man job today. Do you think we can get it done, Mr. Two Chains? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we have the 2016 edition of the Royal Rumble happening this Sunday on the WWE Network starting at um, 8 o'clock, 7 central. And uh, you can adjust your time zone after that. There are five matches announced, and that includes the Royal Rumble match. So we'll take the undercard here in pretty short fashion. We can really do a deep dive into the Royal Rumble. I'm just going to preview this for you guys. And, of course, we'll be back with our review next week. Uh, Don't forget, just kind of preceding um, our start here, if you want to catch any of our past programming, the best way to check that out is bgbgroup.tumblr. That's T-U-M-B-L-R.com. You can follow us at BGB Group or Facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt. Uh, getting started here, it was just announced, and I don't know if this was announced on Raw or shortly after, but the New Day are going to defend against the Usos with the straps on the line. I don't see the New Day dropping them here just yet, too, James. What do you think? Yeah, I don't see it either. Um, if if it does happen, I, I think it's kind of like it cahoots to what JBL keeps alluding to about the numbers game and um, unless somebody else comes out to help them. But other than that, I don't think it makes sense that they uh, drop it here. But um, I guess this at this point in the um, tag team division, it really doesn't hurt anybody if the title switches hands. But I just don't see a, a reason why it needs to change hands at this point. Yeah, I, I don't either. And it doesn't seem like the Usos would bring a fresh look to the tag straps considering how long they held on to them last year. Right. Um, I think... At some point, the New Day does need to drop them just to freshen things up and get some new faces in the mix. Not that they need to be out of the tag title mix by any means. Um, right. I I kind of wonder, wonder. Like, go ahead, because I bet we wonder the same thing. I was just wondering why of all the Slammy Award winners, they're the only uh, two that's, that you know they, they still bring up that they did win that award, and I wonder if that has anything to do with anything. Yeah, my I guess maybe it's just a source of heat because other than that, you know, they've had Jericho kind of be the heater for the Usos. And I don't know what that says about what stock they place in the Usos, but Jericho's been all over WWE programming, maybe due to the lack of star power also there. Um I guess if if I was looking at the tag team scene, it doesn't seem like there's a team that the New Day hasn't beat multiple times. You gotta wonder if we're gonna get an Enzo and Cass call up here before too long and maybe that's who they face at mania i think that would be kind of a fresh look i like it and I think think that. and think of the promos <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> so maybe they bring those guys up because i i think they haven't been doing much with enzo and Cass on the nxt brand maybe just in preparation for whenever that call-up does happen you would think it would be soon um i, I think the only thing I, that i don't like about that decision is if um Enzo and Caskets brought up, who um, that would be my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of worry about what happens to the Vault villains. I do too. They seem like they've fallen off the face of the earth since they dropped the straps to uh, Dash and Dawson. It's it's really sad because those guys are great. Um, right. It kind of seems like the whole thing now is they're just trying to build up Gable and Jordan for, yeah. I'm assuming, the next takeover, and they're going to take the straps off of Dash and Dawson. Um, who are a nice yeah, little heel tag? They're a nice heel tag team. I just don't know what what their deal is outside of being able to beat guys up. There's just not a lot of story there for me. 
Yeah, there's a lot of rumors floating around with them as far as like them being seen backstage on Raw. So I'm not, I, I, I didn't kind of find out if they worked a dark match or something like that. And, you know, they're be, them being rebranded with a new name and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just a lot of potential what goes on in the tag team department right now. Not to mention with um, some of the, uh, the New Japan ROH guys mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. You better believe Gallows and Anderson are going to take over when they show oh, up. Yeah. It's going to be oh, great. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I also, what was... um. The name of the tag team that Alexa Bliss was managing, Murphy and uh, Blake and Murphy. Yeah, Blake and Murphy. Yeah. Those guys had a great little run there too, and I don't know why those <laughs> guys. They seem like if you're a heel tag team on NXT, that's like the wrong place to be for heels. That's true, unless it's just part of their development. You know, I I, I don't know, but you're you're totally right. Yeah, I I miss those guys. They had a really great gimmick going, and I was really surprised that. It ended up being the VOD villains that took the straps off of them rather than Enzo and Cass, but maybe they've just been right. wanting to call those two up for a long time and they haven't been able to pull a trigger on it yet. Um, right, right. <clears throat> I guess, you know, there's a lot of tag teams. Here's, here's what I can say. Two years ago, there wasn't a lot of tag teams I could have named of relevance. We just named how many between the main roster and NXT. Could be a lot worse, I guess. Um, moving up the card here, and I'm just going in the order that Wikipedia has it listed. Um it looked like, I guess, uh, Becky Lynch finally goaded Charlotte into giving her another title shot via getting Ric Flair's super-duper old man angry on Raw last night. Um, I don't see any situation where Charlotte doesn't keep that title till at least, if not beyond WrestleMania. I really don't. As much as I want your girl to win it. Yeah, I feel like anything I say is going to be biased. But also, <laughs> <laughs> back to the first match, I don't think that there's a reason it needs to change here, but it just doesn't hurt. Um, if it, if, you know, if Becky wins, it'll be awesome. The crowd would give it a good pop. Mm-hmm. Um, but the heel heat with Charlotte is still going to be just as good. I mean, um, sort of say to kind of see her more as the aggressor on Mike uh, could, could be fun to hold us over for a little bit. Yeah. But nonetheless, all roads, at least I think, and I think a couple of us uh, agree, that all roads going to lead to a fatal four-way match at WrestleMania. So it doesn't matter who has it. Yeah. Because I don't think whoever goes into WrestleMania with it leads with it. I don't either. And um, in those kind of matches, sometimes it's nice for the heel to retain when you think it's going to get dropped and it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think Paige, um, I'm hoping she gets healthy by then. It seems like this... They keep calling it a small concussion, but she's been out for, you know, a number of uh, weeks now. Let me let me just confirm before I. She was on Raw last see. night, but just as a uh, as like an outside supporter role for Natalia in her match against Brie Bella. Yeah. Right. Um. Could this? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just. What's that? Between two things, I thought I read that. She worked a, um, a house show. Oh, good. I'm If that's the case, I'm very I, happy to hear I, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll confirm it later if that's the truth. But I think I, I, I think that's what I read. And I, it would. I just, I really want them to include Paige in whatever they do because we, you know, she's like way younger than us. She's in her like early twenties, and mm-hmm. she only debuted less than two years ago. Like we really can't lose sight of how good she is. I just need them to establish if she's a good guy or a bad guy because I don't know. Right, I really right, don't know. Yeah. Um, 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 I, I think there's a lot of people right now that are 
we're not sure who's a heel or who's a face. And I don't know if that's by design. Like the big show last night, I literally was like, um, did he just take a selfie with some, somebody outside the ring? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if the, you're going to see the Big Show do a lot of relevant things anymore. So maybe that's by design. Maybe it's yeah. just he plays whatever situation he needs to play. Same thing with Mark Henry, who I saw has gotten dropped from the Royal Rumble 30 man roster match. You know, he's but, not in it anymore. But no, now he is again. Oh, he, okay. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, Michael yeah, Cola said it during the match. Because probably going to be his last one. Which Michael Cole also said. <laughs> well, you know what? If they're going to talk like that, I hope they build him some sort of a singles for Mania. Because, like, Lord knows the guy deserves it the way he's been treated the last couple of years. I would like to see him end on a high note instead of a part of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or something yeah. meaningless <laughs> like that. Because I, I love Mark Henry. Yeah. Um. So so I guess as your prediction, you, you say it could go either way because we're leading to a multi-diva match. But if you had to pick... Who would you say is going to come out with the Divas title then? Um, I, I guess, and this is another kind of like weird prediction. I guess it depends what happens with the tag team championship. If there will not be, definitely won't be two title changes. For sure. Yeah, hundred percent. They have a history of staying one. of staying pat at the Royal Rumble and not really changing a whole lot. Right, right. The probability of one, I say, is about twenty five percent. So it depends. If one of them goes, then definitely the other one doesn't. But um, like I said, it just really it doesn't make a difference, sort of say. So yeah, I, it would be really nice to see Becky win it. It would legitimize her even more because yeah. they they've been doing such a nice job with that. And like right. you know, Charlotte's squeaked by and squeaked by with heel tactics. Like it would be nice to see Becky overcome it. But at the same time, like you said, you keep building Charlotte up as this mega heel, and it's going to be more satisfying at Mania when she does drop the strap. Or not. You could continue to build that past Mania. Stranger things. But I, I say Charlotte keeps it, but I would I would definitely mark out if Becky won because I've become a very, very big fan. Um, all the things you've been do, talking about with her are, are very true. Do you think at some point um, that um, there needs to be a sense of Ric Flair being written off TV in some fashion? Um, it doesn't hurt to have him on there, I guess, but it would be nice to see Charlotte stand on her own, but maybe that's the point. Maybe we're getting annoyed that they're not letting her, and that just adds more to the heelishness of the character Charlotte. Um, It's a great question, man. I, I could see it either way. I would like, eventually, for the focus to be more on her than on her father, but... You, you can't argue with the fact that she wasn't that hot as a champion until he came in and got her over as a heel. Absolutely. And I, and, and I just want to be clear. I'm not saying that I feel like we need to write him off. Yeah, no, for I sure. I want to write him off. It's just, a, it's just, you know, at a point in his career where, like, you know, at some point he, he will have to take a, another absence again to yeah. if it ain't, you know, his own personal stuff where he's doing indie appearances or um, – you know, convention shows and stuff like that. Yeah, he's been traveling on the road almost as a full-time manager, you know? Yeah, he really has. Like, I I took some time this weekend to watch the Stone Cold podcast they did with him. Mm-hmm. And you just forget how long that guy's been around and all the people he's worked over the years. It, it's yeah. truly incredible. That he, yeah. And it's incredible that the man doesn't have cirrhosis of the liver, some of the stories he was telling <laughs> Good Lord. Um, yeah, and 
Let's not forget, he's a Midwest boy. He come out of Minnesota, not Charlotte originally. Right, right, right. So um, I could see it either way. That's a great question, though. We will um, – I guess my opinion is until the point where he becomes um, ineffective, I say keep him on as long as they want her to have a big heel run. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed seeing her get annoyed with him accepting that match on her behalf last night. I think that was kind of a yeah. funny dynamic. She's got to keep her dad in the line now. J- JBL made me laugh when he was kind of like, well – um, Flair seems to be just as happy as Becky Lynch, and they was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" But uh, Charlotte on the hand, but doesn't seem to be enjoying this much. She literally had to. She literally had to look like, "What just happened?" Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> which is all. Which is all. Why you know, I kind of like text you guys, like, "Man, this was a great segment. It was super believable." You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it For was. For the sake of what it was, I believed it all. I just think they've done such a great job with that whole storyline. From beginning to end, it's been really, really good. It's been a nice slow burn. And it'll be interesting to see if they culminate it here and change gears, if they kind of blur other people into it like we think they might for WrestleMania. It's I'm into the Divas thing. I think they're going to – whatever happens at Mania is going to be really great. Um, even though the doctor isn't with us right now, um, do you think that – in regards to the whole Divas revolution, mm-hmm. that um, the handling of the Divas right now and the development of them, could you have asked for anything better? Or could this have been done differently? Because we did get, you know, um, those the, the three stables that worked for a little while. We got tired of it. But now you're starting to see individual developments where Charlotte is commanding. Um, she's becoming a top Diva which is a skill in its own to command that much attention, crowd control, heel heat, and being able to work with another developing person in their own and to make it all look very natural, especially my work has been flawless. Yeah, no doubt. I I think you're right. I think they definitely kind of got a little lax there in the fall once those stables really burned themselves out. But mm-hmm. what, what I think they could do better especially if they want to start establishing someone like Paige or Sasha when she comes back is have like a 1A and a 1B storyline. Like have, you know, Becky and Charlotte feuding for the title. But like if you're going to have Paige be a heel going into Mania, why not have her start feuding with Natalia and do a little run, just like a month thing, just to establish that character again and get us, you know, intrigued with what she's going to do next. I think I I don't understand why the only diva storylines seem to be if they're fighting over a guy. Or if it's over the title, like there's other things to feud over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I think the whole thing comes again just back to telling stories. Yeah. And there can be more than one story happening. Um, but you know, it could be worse. Like you know, it's definitely gotten better. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to see what they do, kind of going into fast lane with the divas. Um, going to the United States Championship match, we have Kalisto getting his rematch against Del Rio, who just won it back and fell swoop last week on SmackDown. Um, I don't see them switching the title a third time, do you? Should we talk about this in this, in this whole spectrum real quick? Yeah, uh, go for it, man. Um, I thought, it, once again, I'm not sure if you even covered this off, off the air or on the air, but I thought it was a great um, idea and I thought it was great for the fans that Kalisto won it in the first place. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and we did touch on this last week, but no, I think it bears repeating that what they've done with Kalisto is the beginnings of creating another star, which is what they need right. to do for sure. Right. And um, I think his mask is cool, by the way. I like the top of it. 
Also, I think he's just great all around. If the colors wasn't so bright in some of his fan gear, then maybe I could I could get down with it. But just how he grab any fan, any age, yeah. male or female, all gravitates to him. When he does his lucha chat, everybody's <laughs> the whole crowd. It, it may not be like how the type of pop Daniel Bryan was giving to Yes movement, but everybody's doing lucha, and I even catch myself doing it, looking around. Like, all right, <laughs> so somebody didn't see me, you know. But, uh, I thought it was a great thing for him. Uh, he deserved it from his in ring work, and I said um, back to. Um, I forget the pay-per-view that quick. Table Labs and Chairs, I said that this guy, no matter his size, can work, can seem to be able to work any size wrestler, which is a not, so to say, an element a lot of people like to talk about. But, you know, when you're a smaller guy, being able to work with bigger guys and, you know, keep your same speed and abilities and stuff like that, and it looks good, is something that, you know, you have to work on. I just think he's a good, he's, he's mm-hmm. just good on that notion. It's an asset. But for, for sure. But uh, <clears throat> my issue is just with, I don't know if it's us, sort of saying, and, and I, when I mean us, I mean internet fanboys of the world, or is it just WWE, but th- what, the website spoiled it <laughs> before SmackDown even came on? No, I don't. And I think that SmackDown going to, um, going to Thursdays on the USA Network meant that it was going to be live, so not only was it the spoiler alert it was another wake-up call like oh no how's this stuff coming out already yeah yeah i i I don't know how i feel about you know that in this whole spectrum but once again no way it it changes hands again (laughs) no i think you have a more of a mid to upper card baby face go against del rio for that title at mania um i was emailing with um with d wayne and Celis. i don't know if you were privy to that email chain today during work hours I would like to see AJ Styles go after that title. How about it? I think that would be cool. I think um, you get a lot of heat if you have other members of the League of Nations going after Styles when he makes his entry into the company. Mm -hmm. Um, Like another stupid American coming in. Like it's very – it writes itself. It's not hard. Plus I think that him and Del Rio Styles would complement each other very well. And it's a nice – it's a nice way to spotlight AJ and maybe put some shine on him with a mid-card title to get him started on his run, whatever his run ends up being. I know that's way, you know, looking ahead. But, no, I, I agree. I think Del Rio holds on to it here. and I think Kalisto's all the better, better for having worked with Del Rio and, you know, gotten that title for a couple days. Yep. It's going to put him in a nice spot in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or whatever they do with him. He'll, he'll have a nice spot and people will be excited to see him. Anymore. Now the next match, I I could go either way on. Not in terms of that, I'm not going to love it because I think it's going to be a great match. I don't know how this one's going to finish. Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens in a last man standing match, and Lord knows that the feud deserves it as hard hitting as it's gotten on TV for the Intercontinental Championship. Currently, Dean Ambrose has that title. Does he leave with that title? Can Kevin Owens take another loss? I just. It depends on what you want to do with Dean Ambrose and what you want to do with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I don't know. Yeah. I would like yeah. Kevin Owens to win and defend against Sami Zayn, but all all accounts online point to Sami Zayn going against Finn Balor at NXT TakeOver in Dallas and not being a part of the Raw main roster until after WrestleMania. 
And just to put my and just to put my two cents in there, that Sami Zayn is a face and Finn Balor is a heel. Yeah, which uh, we can definitely deep dive into the whole Balor Club rumors that are going on. They kind of, you know, had some glimpses of that on the NXT live shows this weekend. And uh, they did Milwaukee, they did Green Bay, and they did Chicago, a Midwest run. Um, I did not attend any of those as much as I would have liked to because we already have NXT tickets for a pay-per-view quality show. Um, I, I, I see Dean retaining here. I, I do too. I think um, he needs a pay-per-view win, like a big quality pay-per-view win. Right. And I think you just load up Kevin Owens for his home run. This, this won't really solidify anything for him. Great match would do him just fine, which we'll get. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get. Oh, yeah. No, no question. Um, I have issues with these two guys being a part of the Rumble after this. It's like if you're that incapacitated from a last man standing match, ain't no way we should see the guy who at least loses this match in the Rumble. We just shouldn't. Didn't even, didn't even think about that. You know what I mean, and though? I, and I have a, yeah, and I have a problem with that as well, too. It's like, okay, look, this guy is no way. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> no let's re, let's respect the match they just had. Let's not completely just sell it out. Um, right, and there's no way that whoever wins this championship also wins another championship the same night. Yeah, it's just silly. Yeah, they should both sit out. I agree, because then we could have more surprise entrance. Like, I would love to see the Godfather come back again. <laughs> I'm holding out hope for this still. That's the best interest ever. I, I, Man, I remember jumping up and yelling out some stuff that's not safe for the podcast. Yeah, no, like, we both did. <laughs> <laughs> so One of my favorite things as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Val Venus would also be welcome, but uh, I hear he's <laughs> working as a, a medical dispenser that's not legal Indeed. in all states yet type of thing. Um, if, if Dean Ambrose wins, I think we've all kind of um, – and there's some house show cards and some things from – WWE email blast to their subscribers that we may see Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose getting it mixed up here soon. And um, I think that's where we all kind of predicted it was going to head. And I, I would love to see that match at Mania. I'm just trying to figure out where Kevin Owens fits into WrestleMania. I feel he deserves a very prominent, you know, big time match. It seems like Bray and um, Lesnar are going to be occupied. It seems like Triple H and Roman are occupied. Can you just, I, I I just didn't I didn't get that feel about the Bray and the bra. I mean, I know we're trying to, you know, put some pieces together, mm-hmm. but just because of how that you know, how the end of Raw happened, I just don't see that solidifying it to be the next view because it looked like they was trying to build it as like a mini uh Royal Rumble chain of events, sort of say. I um I want to. Uh, can we table that for the two more minutes to finish the IC match? Because I want to get into that in the Rumble match. Because yeah, yeah. I, I, I read into it a lot. Although maybe I okay. shouldn't have. But um, I guess um, what do you do with Kevin Owens after this match? Well, like I said, you definitely load him up for his home run. Um, if it's not for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, you load him up for a mega feud. And we're we're talking Brock. We're talking um, Undertaker. No. So who's working Taker? No one can answer this for me. <laughs> no, I, and, and it, if he works done, it Taker hurts him. That that feud super hurts him. So who's who does who's Taker work? Uh, or does Taker not work anyone and just be a part of Mania and like a non wrestling role this year? 
which would be really weird. Me, I'm drawing a blank. Has, has Taker worked Jericho ever? Not one-on-one except for house shows because I, I recently, within the last you know 12 to 16 months, read Jericho's newest book. Right. And he talked about it in there how he never worked Taker singles into a foreign tour and he had a blast. He said work and Taker and Taker loved working with him. They did square off because Jericho did pin the Undertaker in the Elimination Chamber. Remember where Shawn Michaels came out and interfered and that's what mm-hmm. set up the rematch at WrestleMania 26. So that would yep. be the extent of the Jericho-Taker stuff. But I guess I'm trying to figure out, you know, with there being no streak, it's difficult with a guy not being on TV every week to establish a personal rivalry that merits Taker as a main event attraction at WrestleMania, not that he's not an attraction in and of himself, because he definitely is. He's the Undertaker. But I think, and I just think Jericho, since he's become irrelevant, um, it makes sense because you can write Jericho off, and Jericho's a safe wrestler. You have to, whoever it is, has to make sense for the sake of uh, somebody that can protect Taker. Yeah. Do, do not trust Kevin Owens and a cannonball near. Undertaker by any means. You know? Yeah, but at the same time, he just worked Brock twice last year. Yeah, and Bray Wyatt, who's equally as rough. Which was, uh, yeah, no. Well, Bray Wyatt seems to be okay. I mean, he's a good worker. I'm not saying he's like dangerous. I'm just saying that's a big dude you're working with. It's not going to be, and you're not going to walk out unscathed by any means. Um, well. I think the Royal Rumble would be very telling. I would love, 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 love if The Undertaker was an entrant in the Rumble, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I would love – like just think about how people – they would lose their minds if Taker comes out and it's like, well, this changes everything. And then yeah. maybe you even have like a throwback, have Brock and Taker square off for a second in the Rumble one more time. Yeah. It could that, be cool. That's, that's exciting. And, and I think that – um uh, something else we're forgetting too is the Rumble should build a lot of different um, mini feuds yes. that could lead into bigger feuds. Yes. Um, immediately or sort of sit down the line. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's just get into it then. Um, the Royal Rumble match, I'm going to read off who they've announced Big Show, Curtis Axel, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, Ryback, Dolph, Jericho, Reigns, who's defending his title at the number one spot, mm-hmm. Brock. Stardust, who is rumored to be uh, renewing his feud with Stephen Amell, cough, cough, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll make Mr. Sellis very happy, by the way. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get back into that in a second because there's a little bit more to that. Obviously, sure. You already know. Yeah. I, I know a little bit, but you can recap it for the fans. Uh, Sheamus, R-Truth, Mark Henry, Neville, and Titus O'Neil. And I'm going to take a count here to see how many that is. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 on Wikipedia, but I thought on TV it was more like 28. Mm-hmm. So I thought you had like the Ascension and God. Yeah. I don't know. Every, like every stable is in it. Yeah. We'll just say for the sake of argument, there's like 27, 28, 29 guys, something like that. But again, Ambrose and Kevin Owens are not listed here. I don't actually see the New Day listed here, and you know the New Day is going to be in it, and I would assume the Usos, so that adds up too. Um, I don't know, man. I guess, like, who who are your contenders here? We can say Brock. We can say Roman. I guess we'll have to say Jericho just looking at who they put out there in the main event segment of Raw this week. 
And then we we all think Triple H is kind of the number one pick here to win it with his you know conspicuous absence. You know what? I think we should just say, forget who we think is going to be contenders because it's, it's so obvious. Then we need to say, who's going to make this interesting? Bray so Wyatt. Some fun moments in it. Bray Wyatt will make it very interesting, especially when he gets in there with Brock. And I think the whole Wyatt family, because Luke Harper is very excited to watch, period. He sure is. He did a great interview on Talk is Jericho, the Jericho podcast. Yeah. It was really just cool to hear his story and how he came up. Um, it, I can't wait to see. I just want to see those guys clear the ring and just like, you know, be like Austin was where he he's the only guy in there and waits for the next guy to come in and tosses them out. Yeah, the weights and yeah, I would yeah. love to see the Wyatt family just dominate for the better part of this match. And then when you think that no one can take them out, that's when you hit Brock's music. Right. And then, you know. And it's sad that this is how you, you we're starting to be able to predict what's going to happen exactly in the Rumble, where we know we're going to get some Kofi spots. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> we're going to probably get Kalisto to get some just as exciting. But it's going to be a lot of throwaways. Mark Henry is going to be a throwaway, which is the craziest, saddest thing to hear. Yeah. The big show is going to come in, and everybody's going to look at him like, oh, we need to get him out together. Mm-hmm. They'll jump on him, he'll throw him off. And mm-hmm. Maybe he'll get a super kick party to his chin and get knocked out. <laughs> but, you know, once the once the big once the big dogs are in, that's all that's going to matter, and it's going to be something strange where Roman Reigns is either um, tossed out under the under the uh, ropes and you know gets to sit for uh, you know a, a couple of people's eliminations and stuff like that. But we know absolutely he'll be there till. He's either the last two or two or three, a uh, third person left. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like really. So. So. I don't it, know. I it's just it's just just to answer your question straight up. It's just like we already know who's going to be the contenders. So who, who's your final four then? You 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 know Brock will be in there. Yeah, Brock, Ronan, Bray Ronan, Wyatt, Ronan, and Bray and Jericho. And I think if you look at that final four, I think Jericho's the first to go. So then you got Bray, Roman, and Brock, which is like that's gonna be awesome if if and when it is those three. I am. Um, uh, let me let me not let me uh, also too as much as some people may not uh, like him or agree with him. Sheamus should be in there as well. About four or five. I mean, yeah, four or fifth person still in there. Yeah, I agree. I think the League of Nations, just like the Wyatt family, needs to have a very strong showing here, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to legitimize them because you took the title off of Sheamus and. Um, you took the title off and put it back on Del Rio. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of steam, and it seems like am I like Bray or excuse me, Wade Barrett did not come out at the end of Raw with the rest of them. It seems like Wade is like is there in spirit, but he's not really like. Oh, he, he came out. Did he? I must have just missed him then. <laughs> and that's why I was laughing at. He came out, and everybody ran in the ring, and he ran all the way to the left side of the ring and got up on the ropes. And I don't know if he was trying to hit him like he was like over the ropes or was he like trying to pull him, but he definitely disappeared. That was the funny thing because once two people got put out, Wade Barrett disappeared as if he got put out. And I was like, yeah, he's definitely playing super safe right now, you know? He's just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to take a German tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And ooh, that, that German that Alberto Del Rio took. Yikes. Hmm. But um, I guess I guess another element one thing about too is who takes out some of the big dogs that's going to be in it. Like who eliminates um, 
uh, I can't even think of his name, in the Wyatt family, uh, Braun Strowman, who eliminates him? Brock. Who eliminates Mark Henry? Brock. <laughs> the smallest guy. Kalisto. Brock. <laughs> who eliminates Big Show is definitely going to be Brock. I think, I think Brock and Roman and Bray are going to have a pretty high body count in this Rumble. Do you think that... Um, or the Wyatt family by proxy. Do you think Roman, Roman Reigns' number gets beat? His elimination numbers get beat. I uh, don't. This year? I don't. I think yeah. they're gonna milk that for a long time. Okay. I do. I don't think. Um, there's just so many big guys in this. I don't think that there needs to be one guy making that much noise. Where like there was a reason for Roman to do it. They were trying to really build him up the year that he did that. Um, mm-hmm. <sighs> it's sad. I, I wish Cesaro was here. Makes oh gosh. It, makes it one person as him can make this. All the more answers. Can you think of just with all these guys being hurt, what, what such a great spot he would be in if he was healthy? And will for sure, and will at be least, when he comes back. By the way, at least in speculation, contenders for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I'm of the opinion that Triple H will not be a part of this match. I've really thought it through in my head. I don't think you do an ending like you did on Raw this week. You build up the the, th- the top three or slash four, if you want to count Jericho, in this match with Brock and Roman and Bray. I don't think you build that up and not do anything with it. Like Triple H can very easily be inserted into the equation anytime. And I, I know everyone online says the rumored WrestleMania main event is Roman Reigns and Triple H for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I don't think that that match needs the title. But I still think it could be the main event of WrestleMania if Roman has to be the main event. And just you know, just in recent uh, occurrences with the WWE, I think one it hurts the integrity of the championship. Oh, not defend it. I do but too. Once again, they they don't care. No, they <laughs> don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Um, that match could be big on its own, especially if you like. If you added a gimmick to it, like if you put it in the cell, although I don't know how big I am about putting the cell as the main event of WrestleMania. It's never been done before, and it just feels kind of gimmicky for what is already a very big spotlight. I guess here's how I would fantasy book it, just looking at how people got real excited about Bray versus Brock potential at the end of Raw. I say you have Bray Wyatt win the Royal Rumble. And eliminate Brock Lesnar. Maybe you have the family get eliminated and come back in and take Brock out unfairly. Yep, yep. And yep. then you and then you have some sort of a number one contenders match at Fastlane between Brock and Roman because Roman has a claim to it, but you know they're going to screw him over again and make him work for that title shot. And Brock has a claim because he never got beat for the title. Mm-hmm. And then you have Brock win it. Maybe Triple H comes out and screws over Roman. And that's how you build that. I think it's so much more intriguing to have Bray versus Brock for the title than Roman versus Triple H for the title. And Brock and Paul Heyman have done nothing but make a big deal about how he wants that title. He's got to have a part of that title. I think that they're already signifying that Brock will be part of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania. And I think a heel champion in Bray Wyatt I think he should go up against Brock with the family, against Brock with Paul Heyman. And, like, think of the things they could do. Think of the promos. Maybe you even have Bray retain with some help from the family, and then they take Brock out. And you wait and you bring Brock back at SummerSlam for the rematch. 
Yeah. That's some that's business right there. And you're making Bray Wyatt into a bigger star. You're giving him significant pay-per-view victories and a title finally. He hasn't even gone for a title until now. He hasn't been in a Money in the Bank match. He hasn't been in the Royal Rumble until now. This is true. Yeah. I think this might be the time to pull the trigger because you're going to need to put somebody in that spot now that Cena's gone and now that Rollins is gone. I don't know. I I know that conventional wisdom states that it's going to be Triple H coming in, but I don't know. What do you think about all that? That sounds good to me. Didn't even think about it, but yeah. And wouldn't it be unexpected? Wouldn't it get people excited about WrestleMania? Yep. And think about the giant Bray Wyatt entrance as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion in Cowboy Stadium in front of a hundred thousand large, with <laughs> with all the lights and the fireflies out in the out in the crowd, and you could give them a big old entrance, like way bigger and better than what they did in San Jose last year. Yes, this is true. Um, I just that makes me a lot more excited, and I'm still excited about Triple H and Roman. But I think, again, they have to tread a fine line with Roman. Like, you don't need to spoon-feed him as the main event attraction with the title all the time like you did with Cena. Like, did they really want two of their top baby faces for that company in a row to have a split reaction for the majority of their run? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Austin was never really split until they turned him yeah. heel. Hogan was never really split until people got tired of him after 10 years in WCW. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody ever got sure. sick of Bruno San Martino. Not that I was around for that, but what I read is he was over like Rover, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think that makes a lot of sense. I think you could build a really nice card around those two big feature matches. And then you still have Jericho looming with whatever he does, maybe with Ambrose, maybe with Undertaker, like you said. Um, yeah. I wouldn't even – I don't – I'm still just having a hard time with The Undertaker because I don't feel like you can throw like a young heel at him because we've already seen that a million times for the streak. Now that there's no streak, what's the point of beating Undertaker? We just saw him lose to Brock Lesnar. Right, right. And that's my biggest thing. It has to, this, it just has to make sense. With it does. And, and like, that's why. The only, ma- the only two matches to me that would have made sense at this point were Sting, which can't happen, and John Cena, which can't happen because they're both hurt. AJ Styles could be interesting, but I I have a hard time figuring out the story behind that match. Um, yeah. Um, <coughs> no. <laughs> the only other match... Styles Clash or nothing. That's what I want to see. Styles Clash off the top rope. <laughs> the only other yeah. thing that I could think of um, that would be remotely entertaining with The Undertaker that would make sense... If you want Finn Balor to go super mega heel, have the Balor Club Woo. make it their first uh, objective into taking over WWE is to take out the mainstay linchpin of WWE. We're going to come in and take out The Undertaker. You could have the demon versus the dead man. But again, they're not going to go there because they're not all about hot-shotting their new talent like that. Unless, you know, you make The Undertaker... You know, which is this is going to sound super kidded like, but you have to undertake your take out as much as the battle club as possible when they go up against him until the battle club realize the only way to beat him would be to call for the demon. Call for the demon. And then, dude, think about this. He's, he's like, he's picking fights with the Undertaker on Raw, building that. Meanwhile, he's feuding with the NXT title with Sami Zayn. And like, 
I think it would be appropriate that we can have him lose both matches. You have him lose to Sami Zayn. Maybe have Taker show up at TakeOver. How crazy would that be? The Undertaker shows up in the in the the K Hutchinson Convention Center. Yes, that is the name of the building we're going to. It has an arena on it. Yeah. Cost him the title, and then you build up their their match at Mania even bigger. Again, this is crazy speculative <laughs> fantasy booking on my part, but you can't tell me that wouldn't be fun. Insane. And and you can't tell me people wouldn't care about that match. They're not going to care if Sheamus goes after Taker. They're not going to care if Bray Wyatt goes after Taker. There's not many guys left that they're going to care go at Taker except for Cena, which we can't get, and Sting, which we can't get. Yeah. Nobody else. Like you could probably convince me to Kevin Owens to a certain extent, but I guess I don't see the point. Indeed. So yeah. that's my uh I like that. This that's this the excitement, I can feel it again. I was worried, I was worried a little bit, but I that's the thing man i don't know why they hired foley's kid they should have hired me on the writing staff i have ideas <laughs> i have ideas for miles brother yeah and i'm i really like uh and i agree and i, I believe i said this if i if i didn't say it on here well, I, I know i said it to myself but i definitely like the idea of aj styles i brought to the area that is exciting i just think that's such a nice starting place for him because you're gonna have everybody get on team styles right away like even people who aren't familiar with his TNA runners, New Japan runners, ROH stuff, like you're gonna see him hit the Styles Clash and a, like the Pele kick and a bunch of stuff, and it's not even gonna be a question. He's gonna be over, and he's gonna go up against a guy who's a clearly established heel that people don't cheer. It just works. It just works. And and it's in recent history of the U.S. Championship and their Open Challenge. You don't need to make sense to who comes there as a contender. Just say, you know, I'm just going to talk a lot of trash, and whoever wants to come get this title, come gets it. And the speculations roar, and he comes out. Um, with that being said, I do not want to see him in the Royal Rumble. No, I don't either, and it, it sounds like that that's not going to happen because he's going to be at the ROH show in, in Georgia on Saturday. Not that they couldn't get him to Orlando on Sunday, but start start fresh. Like, if he's not going to win the Rumble, what's the point? Start him fresh on Monday. And then I would love if they can get all those other guys on by April. Like, I want to see Nakamura when we're in town, man. I really yeah, I really do. Make him debut like they did Apollo Crews. Hype him up and hype him up. And then have him beat. It seems like everybody beats Ty Dillinger in their debut match. So have him beat Ty Dillinger. <laughs> I just want to see the Bumaye kick against him while he's doing his little 10 gimmick. Like, that's so cool. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It just seems like um, that's what Ty Dillinger's job is now. And he'll be free uh, the 30th of this month, so some, something should be happening sooner or later. Yeah, and if, and if we don't see Nakamura in Dallas, I'm going out of my way to go to the next Chicago show that WWE puts on because I just I want to see him live. I haven't yet, and I want to. <laughs> you know, I hope we don't regret not going to Raw after WrestleMania. I hope so too. Um, I just I can't get the time off, nor the do I have the money to do it. Um, but no, I agree with you, man. I wish we could stay. Um, I wish we could do more stuff. Like, I'd love to go to Access. The Hall of Fame done sold out already, so we're not going to be doing that, it seems like, unless we stub-hub it, and I, I think I can pass on that. Um, we're going to do a lot of stuff, though, man. I was just thinking about, like, my wife was like, run run me by with the schedule again, because my wife's going with us. And so we're going to NXT TakeOver on, on Friday night. They're probably going to tape some NXT TV as well as the pay-per-view. She's like, okay, we're going to ROH TV tapings on Saturday. They're going to take about three, four weeks of TV. Okay, 
and then we're going to go to WrestleMania on Sunday. She's like, so wait, we're going to three shows? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. It'll be good. I, I, I bought some t-shirts last night. They had 40% off on ShopZone. Saw that. Yeah. I looked it up and I was like, get off right now. <laughs> well, we didn't spend as much on the credit card this month. And she was like, I need another shirt. Because she has like the same old Cena shirts that she wore in New Orleans. So she bought, um, it's the new page shirt. It says, this is my house on the front. It's got the page P diamond stud logo on the back. Yeah. And then I got the Kevin Owens Montreal shirt that they put out for his Montreal homecoming. It, it basically is the KO logo, but it kind of looks like um, the layout of the Montreal Canadiens hockey team logo. Yeah, I think I've seen it. I'm not it, sure. It's a sharp-looking shirt. I'm going to wear it at Mania because the color theme is, um, you know, red, white, and blue for WrestleMania, and so was that shirt. I just I just wanted to come correct. And then um, she also bought a Mickey James shirt when we met Mickey James at Global Force. It's like purple and black. Because she likes purple. Nice. So. I really like the, uh, the Bella Twin shirts. She almost bought one. There was one that said Bella's and had a big O2, like a jersey on it. She almost bought that, but she decided against it. I think she just realized that the Bella's weren't going to really be in the mix. And so she didn't want to, like, buy a shirt. Yeah, that's always in consideration. Yeah. Well, I think we previewed the Rumble. Is there any anything else we missed that you wanted to talk about? How about, uh, what's his name and from uh, Tough Enough, Get That Heat Online? Oh, man, I can't believe we didn't lead with this. Oh, my gosh. Um, can you run that by the fans? It just came out before the podcast. I was reading it, like, literally before I, right before I logged on. Right. So, okay, first, um, Is about it? that, just before I forget real quick. The Stephen Emile and um, the Stardust View is basically going to kind of revamp back up. They're it's a, both going to make an appearance at a comic show. A yeah. Com, excuse me, a comic book convention. Yeah. And they're reportedly going to be recording it. So we'll, I guess we'll get some good mic work and something. If you go back to our SummerSlam podcast, I called for this to happen at WrestleMania time way back in August. And you did, yep. But um, so, the, the stuff with Josh from Tough Enough. Right, so he tweets... That um, what they call it, the social rejects. Yes, he tweeted about that. He was like, "This is cool," like in a sarcastic way. And he called them jobber. He called them uh, the social jobbers. Yeah, social jobbers. There you go. He's like, "I like this social jobber." So, um, and you're right. And that's exactly how I looked at it. I looked at it the first time. I was like, "I don't see nothing wrong." Then looked at it again. I was like, "Oh yeah, there's something wrong here." Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin Owens kind of went at him and was just like, who do you think you are, you know? And he blocked him <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, and he blocked him. And then he basically was like, you know, don't worry, this guy's going to fade off like they always do. Yep. And then Stardust chimes in and says, enjoy yep. dressing in the hall. Because <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, they'll, yep. they'll, like, they'll throw guys out that are disrespectful. The Miz got kicked out for like six months by Chris Benoit way back when. Chris who? Chris Ben... Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then pretty much everyone from the, the social outcast stable chimed in, and um, he pretty much just got punked out by these guys. Who did... What was he thinking? 
What was he thinking? He's this guy, this kid that that's greener than grass coming in with a $250,000 contract that like he earned by doing reality TV competition. And he's going to call out guys who have been doing this for years. Yeah. Paved the way for him and anybody else to come. I, I, I don't know what he was thinking, but maybe we'll see him on Total Divas. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Maybe we will. Total Divas debut or premieres again tonight. I'm very excited. I like that show. It's Something my wife and I can watch together. Do you know what else we watch on Tuesdays? This is completely off topic of wrestling. Have you ever heard of the show Married at First Sight? Yes, because I also am forced to watch that. Dude, would you ever do that? Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's a no. Yes, absolutely a no. So basically, fans, just to clue you in on what it is, so there's three couples that get put together through this series of tests that like scientifically prove that they will be well-matched. And they meet at the altar. And they have six weeks. It's kind of like a, it's like a scientific social experiment. They have six weeks to move in together, and they live together, and they go to go on a honeymoon that's paid for by the show, and they have to decide after six weeks if they're going to stay together or get a divorce. They did one season already. I think my wife said two of the couples are still together and one got divorced. It kind of seemed like they're all going to get divorced this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. WWE should do a storyline like that. We haven't had a good marriage storyline since AJ AJ Lee, not AJ Styles. We have to start giving last names to the AJs. I think they're kind of scared considering what Luce and Lana did. Oh, good call. Yeah, no, they did do kind of a marriage. Dude, where's Lana? I was thinking that last night during Raw. Taking selfies backstage. They, she must have a lot of heat. Yeah. We're talking Josh from Tough Enough type heat there. Indeed. It can't be called X-Pac heat anymore. It's got to be called Josh from Tough Enough heat. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. some reason, I kind of just was thinking yesterday. I was like, can't wait to even Marie gets on the main roster. It's going to be great. Can't wait for it. I um it it's funny I I've been going back and starting to do my WrestleMania rewatches again. I pick a couple matches from each WrestleMania, and I was fast forwarding through WrestleMania 31 to get to the Brock and Roman match. That giant grandiose entrance they gave Rusev and Lana with the tanks and the Russian national anthem so and all that good. stuff. It was perfect. And then you look at where Rusev is at less than a year later. Lana ain't even on TV, and Rusev is like the third fiddle in a stable of foreign guys. You know, on that note, too, if The Undertaker and Finn Balor was to fight, might as well get comfortable because that's going to be a while till we actually see it start. So until we what? Till it actually starts. So Finn Balor and Undertaker match. Yeah. interest is going to take together a combination of like 20 minutes. That's the thing is if you if you needed to go take a siesta in the restroom, that would be the time to do it because you, you've got, a, like you said, a solid 20 minutes there. And if and, you know, then you have to tack on the "this is awesome" chance that they would sit there and stare at each other for. You're talking a good thirty minutes there. Well, I think we did it. I think so. So we're picking Bray Wyatt. Is that what I'm hearing? To win it all. To win it all. 
Why are you gonna go? You gonna go safe on me here and pick like Triple H or Brock? I would love to see Bray Wyatt get it. It makes sense from what you said, and I can't really deviate from that much. So maybe that's what I'm gonna go with. They have a history. Assist by the Wyatt family. Yes, 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 yes. And they have a history the past several years of uh, whoever the guy is that's gonna win it is typically featured in a very strong way on the Raw leading into that Royal Rumble. Yeah, if you if you go back, I mean, the Sheamus thing was a little weird a couple years ago, but outside of that, but well, man, it's been fun chatting with you. We'll um we'll get back together with the crew after the Rumble and do a proper review, and hopefully we'll have a better idea of things moving forward. Hopefully, we'll get an AJ Styles debut between this and the next podcast. Yeah. So I guess on that note, we're going to wrap up here. So if you guys want to go to Vegas and place your bets, you uh, can rest comfortably that the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast has stamped Bray Wyatt as the 2016 future Royal Rumble winner. And you can you can bet on that, and you can give us a portion of your earnings. And if you lose, then um, we don't know who you are. <laughs> and, and by the way, this is real. Like, you can really bet on these matches. Yeah, you can. Vegas tries to get money however they can. Of course. You can bet on the presidential election. Yeah, and you can bet on who's go- who and how is, is somebody going to appear on the halftime show for the Super Bowl. <laughs> you can yeah, bet on the coin flip. That Beyonce. Yep, you can. It's oh, a- you can bet on the puppy bowl, too. <laughs> I really miss you when they have a... I've lost money. I really miss when they have a wrestling match during halftime. Remember when they had the empty arena match with The Rock and Mankind during halftime of the Super Bowl? I, I, I don't. Oh, man. Yeah, it was it was during the Attitude Area, so obviously it was like, you know, 15, 20 years ago now, something like that. But yeah, they had, um, it was The Rock and Mankind. It was pre-taped, but they did an empty arena match, and they brawled everywhere. And the match ended, I believe, Mankind caught The Rock under a forklift. I believe is how it ended, and he um, that's how he pinned him, and he won the title during the halftime show. It was like a 20-minute match because that's how long the halftime is or whatever, and um, they went all over to like the concessions, and The Rock was like calling him a jabroni and putting his head in the popcorn machine and spilling sodies on him. And I'm telling you, go out of your way to watch that. If you haven't seen it, man, it's really, really fun. I'm going to look this up. I had no idea about this. I think they got the idea from an old Memphis match that Lawler may have done in an empty arena that they put on on uh, Memphis TV way back when. Mm-hmm. It's a great match. Um, I just wish there were some options besides Puppy Bowl because I'm not really big into Coldplay or Beyonce. I'm not going to lie. I'm not that excited about the halftime show. I'll watch it because it's might on. As well. Might as well. But Speaking of the Super Bowl, we need to end with this. They're the Vegas odds, um, the most, um, the highest odds for what the Super Bowl matchup will be are our teams, your Panthers and my Patriots. You know what? There's going to be some heat between us, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Well, if you'd like to pay some nice bet, you know, I'm all for that as well. Um,. Uh, we'll have to talk off air about that. Um, <laughs> your boy Jared Allen might be uh, questionable or doubtful for these games coming up. Broke his foot, but who will? Uh, who will, who's stepping in for him? Uh, I think we just shuffle things around and 
certain people. I, I mean, it, it it depends. We have we have two legit D, D tackles, so um, they kind of swap each other out. And I guess you know you keep Charles Johnson on the field longer. Okay. I don't know. I gotta look, I gotta think about that. I forget. I forget who's the backup for him. I looking at how the Cardinals offense looked for good portions of that game. Way Carson Palmer played. I know Larry Fitzgerald just went ham at the end, but I I see you guys winning that game. I really do. I hope so. As far as our game, I think what I, what scares me about my game is that we clearly can't establish the run unless they're really saving Steven Jackson to just dominate Denver. I think as long as we can defend twenty yards, because that's as far as Peyton Manning's range is at this point, and we can establish the run somewhat, I don't see any reason why our teams won't be facing off in Santa Clara here February the 7th. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one final we'll thing. Be there. Hope you guys are. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about your game being on during the beginning of the the Royal Rumble pay-per-view? So I'm watching. So you it goes off. So you're going to you're going to wait and put I, the rumble I, on later? No, no, I'm going to double screen it, but double I'm screen gonna it. definitely be focusing on um the Panthers game right? Yeah. I feel like if we're not stopping third downs and converting on third downs, we're going to have a long game because that's what happened with the Falcons game. Yeah. It's going to be interesting just to see if they can um, be effective on the edges to keep Cam in the tackle box. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. But um, I'll have the, the game on the iPad, and I got people coming for the Rumble, so I'll have the Rumble on the TV, on the Apple TV. Um. To keep keep an eye on both of them for sure. I they used to put the rumble on the weekend between conference weekend and the Super Bowl, and for whatever reason they chose not to this year. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, but it's cool. Yeah, I'm looking at our depth chart now. I just remember, so we should be okay. Okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll obviously be able to react to that as well as the rumble next week. So we'll uh we'll do a full Super Bowl like mini breakdown on the podcast for sure. Especially if our teams are playing, then we'll um we'll have to think about bets and stuff. I I don't know. I'm not a betting man, but I'm a trash talking man. So <laughs> all works. Yeah, it all works. But um we'll uh we'll go and wrap it up now. Again, it's uh at BGB Group on Twitter, facebook.com slash big gold belt and um bgbgroup.tumblr t-u-m-b-l-r no e in there dot com catch all of our programming past and uh you know new episodes you can play them right off the page or better yet just look us up big gold belt on itunes just subscribe so you never miss an episode it's much easier that way we are uh, i'm gonna definitely work on getting a new outro with the music put together with all of this so i don't have to say it every time uh, for the outro music of the podcast i'll try and get that done before wrestlemania season really gets started but um for two chains and for the rest of the crew who wasn't able to make it today, uh, this is Aaron Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy the Rumble. Enjoy Conference Weekend. Enjoy the self destruction of the Cleveland Cavaliers and whatever else you want to enjoy. <laughs>